Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Welcome to the People in Tech podcast, your resource for all things happening in tech. Join the conversation with your host, Caleb King. What's up, day one listeners? Welcome back to the show. And today, I got my main man, Peter Richardson, back in the studio. For all you longtime listeners out there, you might have heard me and Peter discuss on season one being a developer and a dad. So go back to season one if you haven't checked it out. It's one of our most downloaded episodes. And before we even jump into workplace frustrations, because I know that's why you're here, to actually hear some of the things that are going on and some of the things probably going on in your life, I have a few announcements. And it's not like season one announcements, but some big news for the podcast. Number one, we are moving podcasting platforms. Yes, peace out, Anchor. It was a great ride, but we are now moving over to Buzzsprout. And if you want to know why, hit me up on the website or find me on Twitter. You know where the information's at. Number two, you might be asking, what does this mean for me as a listener? Well, from a podcast standpoint, it's not going to mean much in terms of where you find your podcast. If anything, we're going to be, unva- we're going to be available on more platforms moving forward. iHeartRadio, Alexa, Stitcher. So we're trying to expand. We're trying to grow. But here are some key features of why we're moving platforms. One, we need a better podcasting player, something where you can not only listen to our episodes on your phone, maybe you're at work, maybe you're on a computer. We need to make it easier for you to find us and not only listen to us, but provide feedback. Number two, we are now doing chapter notes. One of the things Buzzsprout allows us to do is for those of you who only care about a certain chapter, let's say I'm doing like tech news of the week and you only want to hear about the Google segment, the Apple segment, Samsung, or something that is only specific to you, you can just jump to that chapter. And we will have vastly improved show notes. So some of you who like to actually read the blog posts related to the podcast episodes. We're planning on doing more of that in the future. And that's just a sneak peek. The other thing, I don't want to dive too deep into it right now, but we are working on going to YouTube and not just doing like a picture and doing the audio because we tried that. We don't think it's great. We want to provide high quality content. So I'm working on animation. And it's not going to be like Toonly or Pontoon or PowerPoint presentation. It's going to be true animation, me doing the podcast and having my guests as cartoons or in some shape or form on the show. Stay tuned for that. Season 3, 2020. Now, enough of the announcements. Uh, Hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. And let's dive into this interview with my man, Peter. What's up, day one listeners? You're rocking with the best DJ. The realest shit gon' find. Woo! DJ Side Hustle. Make sure to check out and subscribe on our website and follow us on LinkedIn for exclusive content. Yo, thank you, DJ Side Hustle, for keeping it hip, urban, and cool, like always. And Peter, welcome back to the studio, man. I'm happy to have you. And, you know, we always like to ask a question, how you got into tech, but we know that. So let's give you a shot, give you an opportunity to tell our listeners what's on your mind. Hello, everybody. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be back on the podcast today. So thanks, Caleb. Sure. And Peter, we're going to be honest. We work together. Uh, you've been a developer. Uh, you've been a good friend to me in the past. And, you know, of course, 
in the present as well. And we want to be authentic today. So we're going to be talking about workplace frustration. So are you ready for this episode, Peter? I am. So let's just be 100% honest. So let's just, just, Peter, tell me whether this week, this past month, over this past year, you're a software developer. You've been doing it for about 15 years. Is that right? That is correct. So just tell me something this past year that frustrated you. Uh, I mean, you know how it goes with uh, technology and work. They uh, can definitely lead you to frustrations, whether it's your code or the people you work with and projects you're on. Um, I'd have to say I love where I work, first off. Um, props to them. Great company. I do have a few complaints, and it's okay to be honest, so let me be honest. Uh, the last year, um, the team I'm on is very small, and we've been given multiple projects. These projects have ran through. We've had a fairly clear view of what we wanted to do with the project. And then what ends up happening is toward the end, there wasn't enough communication to where between product donor and actual users to where it brought enough value. So multiple projects have been near completion just to be shut down. And that's very frustrating because as much as I love to code, nobody wants to code for it just to be thrown in the trash. So right. that's definitely a frustration. And, you know, I kind of want to piggyback off that, Peter. You, you bring up some very valid points. If we're going to go into it in further depth, but just to give our listeners context. So, it, like, as a software developer, what it sounds like is maybe you have a team of anywhere under five people, what it sounds like, right? And you might not have all the resources allocated to, like, you would have at, like, let's say, a large organization. And in this case, they're coming to you. They're asking you, hey, we want to build X product. Uh, whether, not like for this case, did you know the programming language? Was it a new technology stack? Like, was there a learning curve for you when you started this project? Uh, actually, I was fully aware of the tech stack. Um, and it was something that I was very comfortable with. Okay. And I've been fortunate um, through my career with them to be uh, I'd say, you know, comfortable with everything I've worked on. Right. Okay. And that makes sense. So I guess really what I'm, all I'm trying to highlight is um, it sounds like, you know, as a developer, you're doing your part. And sometimes there's just things outside of your control. And sometimes it's people, sometimes it's circumstances, sometimes it's just a situation, the environment that you're in. But I guess in terms of frustration, so how do you handle those frustrations? So in this case, this project, several projects, they got shut down. You know, what would be your advice for people who are going through the same thing? That's a great question. Um, so what it really comes down to is enjoying what you do, loving it as much as possible. Everything could, you know, frustrate you from, you know, your job to the commute to work. But it really... It, and as silly as it sounds, it really comes down to just being connected with yourself and choosing to be happy, choosing to see the positive in it all. 
because to be honest with you, I've done a lot of different jobs before I became a developer and they were horrible. I hated them. So even on my worst day, the most frustrating thing, if I just remind myself that I'm doing what I love, I'm coding, you know, I'm learning every day. Um, I'm working with some of the best people and yeah, it, it's a bummer when my project gets shut down, but guess what? I'm going to be doing this for many, many more years and I'll have a lot of cool things to work on. So it's just taking whatever frustrates you and pinpointing out the positive. Did you learn a new language? Did you get to overcome a weakness that you had before? Uh, were you able to have fun while you worked with your coworkers? So there's many things that you can do, but it really is a mindset. Right. And I think, again, you bring up a lot of good points. So let's take a step back. So uh, we're both software developers. And like you said, let's preface it before we even dive any, any deeper. We both love where we work. And like you said, on the worst day, I've been in really bad situations. And to give your listeners some context, like my very first job out of college, the company was great and I got two great mentors out of it. But my very first boss did not really invest in me. She didn't really believe in me. Uh, I've had several meetings with her where she cursed me out, mainly because she got cursed out. And it was a very high stress position. And it was my first job, Peter, so I didn't really know whether that was what to expect. And then it wasn't until I worked at my next few jobs, I'm like, oh, okay, that was just maybe the black sheep out of the bunch, right? But going into my next question. So as a developer, you know, what's the one thing, and this is, it could be personal, like what's the one thing uh, that bothers you when it comes to working with the business? And, you know, you alluded to the product owner aspect of it, but yeah, this, and it can be anything, but like what's the one thing as a developer that bothers you the most? Um, I think that comes down to you all have a goal to get a project done. You're there to work. And when somebody doesn't take the effort to do their job, that's very frustrating. Many of us have worked many years to try to get where we're at. We work very hard. And for somebody to not take their job serious, to kind of just have that care, or I don't care attitude or uh, this is just work. Nobody really cares. They go home. Uh, uh, you know that to me is frustrating because I don't go to work just to work like and do my bare minimum I go there to do a good job and I don't want to have to pick up the slack for other people um, and that's at the end of the day you're getting paid so bring value to the table and that's the key word bringing value to the table so Peter uh, I'm going to give you I want your opinion on this situation that uh, I've experienced. So I've worked at large organization. I worked at a startup, worked at a mid-sized company, but for this use case, and we're not going to reveal any names, but let's say you're working at a large organization and you know, large organization is much different than a startup. Startup mentality is, Hey, get in there code. If it's PHP today and Python tomorrow, whatever, just get the job done. Larger organization, could be a little bit more confined, like, no, you're back in only. You, well, I know front end, no, no, you're back in, and you only do this, and don't look at anything else. So one thing, and I have to point your opinion, 
Have you ever been in a situation where maybe you've had a manager or lead or somebody who has some authority who is taking up your time with meetings that aren't adding value? Do you know what I mean? I definitely know what you mean. And that, that happens. Um, many days are wasted to meetings where, you know, you thought you were going to go in and have some action items and then you walk out and you're like, what did we just talk about for the last hour? Right. It's like, I walked out with more questions. Like what, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. It's very frustrating. And, and if you have that type of meeting, uh, I guess one thing that I've started to practice is voice your opinion, um, be respectful, but let people know that, Hey, this meeting seems to not be bringing much value. I would really, if we, if everybody feels like we need this meeting, then let's maybe have some action points. Literally stand up to the whiteboard. I've done that before. Start writing people's name down behind actions that need to be done. Put your own name up. Well, okay, well, we don't have any actions today. Then what's this meeting about? Because at this point, we're wasting time. I've got code to do. Um, and again, like I said, <laughs> word it carefully, know the crowd, but ultimately i think you get the point and i yeah i think all that's good stuff um i definitely take an advice from you it's you know have now like peter one thing i'll do is i literally ask like what's the purpose of this meeting and if somebody especially a person who set up the meeting can't answer that question now this might be my own personality but i will just get up and walk out sometimes i feel like look i'm flexible but like you said, I, there's some, there's a lot of things going on and, you know, time is money and we're working for organizations with all these initiatives, but it just blows my mind how like we're having a, we're having a meeting to get all these people in a room and you're kind of like, but what's the purpose? Are we trying to accomplish something? Need to pick something? Now, Peter, have you ever worked with somebody who... Not to cut you off, but you made ahead. a very good point. Go ahead and repeat that because that's valuable. Which part? When you walk into a meeting, what do you say? Oh, I, when I walk into a meeting, Peter, and I'm sure we had this conversation um, off the air. What is the purpose of this meeting? And Boom. dude, it I is it. it's surprising though because some people they're like, oh, well, I don't know what needs to be done, but I know Peter's smart, and I know Caleb is smart, and I know this other person's smart, so I, I just set up a meeting. And I'll sit there like, okay, if you set it up though, what do you want us to accomplish? <laughs> I love that because that's true. That happens. So now, Peter, how do you, because there's levels to programming, right? You've been doing it 15 years. You know, I've even reached out to you like, hey, man, I'm trying to do the Terraform thing. I don't know anything about Terraform. And you'll sit down and take the time to work with me in the past, right? How do you deal with, what is the great term? I'm as pesky coworkers. And what I mean by that is, Somebody who is, let's say, coming to you with questions, but not really researching to get the answers themselves. Like, how do you, how do you deal with, like, let's say a junior developer coming to you like, hey, man, how do I Google this? How do I do this? And you're like, did you even look? Like, how do you deal with people like that, Peter? Um, it depends. At, at the very beginning, like, I try to think as if I was Ben. Many times they don't realize that, hey, this is something I could be doing myself. Or, hey, I could go here and look it up. So 
it really depends. At the very beginning, if it's something where it's like that and they start out that way, I'm more than happy to help them. And I will teach them, hey, so this is how you do it. Here's where you go to learn that. And this is the mindset of like, you know, just everybody's like, Google it. Okay, well, what do I Google? What do I type in the search bar? What does, like, if you have no context for the topic that you're working on, you could sit in front of Google all day and it's not going to help you. So I definitely try to help them as much as possible. Now, if it becomes a habit and I can tell that they're just being lazy, then I'll, uh, I'll be very clear. Hey, I appreciate that, you know, you come to me for help. I want to help you, but I need for you to help yourself first. I need you to do some research, come to me with what you did to get to the point you're at now. And I make them provide me valuable information that they researched. That way, that does two things. You can have an insight to how they think and see if maybe you can kind of redirect them. Or two, you're gonna see that they didn't even try. And at that point, I just tell them, I'm sorry, I can't be wasting my time if you're not gonna help yourself. I like it. So, let's transition a little bit. Being a developer, you and me both know, there's some people who are very, very opinionated. And sometimes you get in a room and you're talking about, we should do an X, no, we should do a Y. I've been doing it 20 years. Well, I've been doing it 15 years. Well, I'm telling you, you've been doing it wrong for 15, 20, whatever the case. So the question is, how do you work with, how do you deal with people who can be stubborn? Because as much as, I've worked with a lot of great developers. I've also worked with some people where even though they are good and even though they have a lot of experience, they are in a, they are sometimes wrong. And as a younger developer, even though they are wrong, you're kind of fighting this battle of like, yeah, man, you're wrong, but you just keep coming at me because you're saying you've been doing it longer than me. So you kind of get what I'm asking, right? 100%. You know, and it's funny because I'm sure that even – Eventually, every developer is going to be that guy or that gal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're going to definitely be so mentally determined that, oh, I'm right, I'm right, I've done it. And I've had to actually work really hard not to be that person um, because I don't like it when people do it to me. What it comes down to is when somebody's pushing for it and they truly believe it, from my experience, most people are not that personality. If they're doing it, it's probably because they've just like, they've had experience with it. They feel like they truly are, they believe in what they're saying. Um, so at that point, you can be like, okay, well, I would like to present my facts. I want to be heard. So let's figure out the best solution. And then you'll find that that person will hear you out, they'll take your advice, you know, they'll, they may not sway your way, but if they're hearing you, that's great. Unfortunately, there's also the personalities who, it doesn't matter if you tell them any facts whatsoever, they're always right. I actually had a coworker that I worked with who was exactly like this, and I left, I left my job because I just, I couldn't get past them. No matter what I did, he always needed to be right. And there are people like that. Unfortunately, sometimes it's 
you know, if your boss is not willing to listen, um, you know, we were two developers in a company and they couldn't really afford to lose either one of us. Well, they didn't do anything long enough. I, I left and because I refused to be put in that position. And if somebody is doing that to you, in my opinion, it's a person it's a form of, you know, abuse because think about it. You come to a job because you have a skill set. You earned your right to be there. And if somebody's constantly telling you no, they're basically telling you that you're wrong every single day. And that's not something that I think should ever be promoted. If somebody has been learning for one month and they came and told me, and I was like, oh, really? I thought it was this way. I'm not going to tell them no. I'm going to go find out for sure. But guess what? I'm not going to assume they're wrong. I'm going to assume they're right until I can figure out otherwise. I've had newbies tell me great information. So that kind of leads to another tangent real quick. No matter how long you've been doing this, always listen to the new person because I guarantee that they will learn or they will teach you something. I think you're right. And so Peter, uh, I'll give you a uh, use case that I'm kind of going through it. So first of all, people listening to the show, shout out to you guys. You guys know I love working with you, but I got to be authentic for the listeners. So I have two very experienced, very technical people who are both great to work with. However, one wants, and we're, we're talking about virgin control here. One wants to do it a certain way. The other one takes things to the extreme. Both, again, add a lot of value to the team. However, what I'm noticing sometimes is, you know, we, you might have somebody who kind of wants to gravitate toward the way they've always done things. You know what I mean? And in this case, it's not working. And sometimes I feel like, what's the, what's the saying? Like the, the square peg in the round hole or, or the vice versa yeah. of that. But like there, sometimes I feel like that is the situation. And it's hard for me because I sit there and I'm like, I totally understand your side of it. I totally understand how you've seen it done. You've probably seen it done right. And you really liked how it was done in the past. But now we're in this new situation and it's not working. And I don't know if it's not working because they're trying to force it, if it's not working because we have people who are opinionated on that. But, you know, I mean, kind of going on a tangent here. But it's just one of those situations as a team and as a developer, you're kind of like, is it not working because we're trying to make it your way? Is it not working because you're not following the rules we agreed? You just got a whole bunch of different issues. But ultimately, what ends up happening is you have a team that's not performing and you're not communicating. So let's transition into communication. Have you ever had, and it doesn't have to be a developer, maybe a project manager, product owner, you ever had somebody who just doesn't communicate well? Yeah, um, that's pretty standard. You're at least going to find one or two people uh, throughout your career. Um, I've even been at that point where I've struggled communicating. Uh, and it depends because I mean, like some people have problems once in a blue moon communicating and then other people just are completely horrible at communication. Um, and I assume you mean in the sense of 
like teams interacting or people interacting, trying to get a point across, working together and coming up with a universal goal in that sense. Is that what you mean for the communication? Correct. And you know, let me just interrupt you real quick. So when we work together, I just want to, I don't know if you knew this story, but I just got to be honest with you, man. So we, we had, when we worked together, we had Slack, we had Google Hangouts, and then I think we had like GoToMeeting, right? And yep. it was like three chat tools, for example. <laughs> and I am never going to forget the person I was talking to, I'm not going to speak their name, but man, this got me so triggered, Peter, where I sent, I had a, con- we started the conversation on Slack. And then they use Hangouts to follow up with me. And then they somehow messaged me in a GoToMeeting. And I just remember sitting there like, why are you messaging me on three different platforms about the same thing? <laughs> yeah. And that brings up a good point because there's different ways of communication, uh, you know, because it's not just verbal or, you know, emotionally, mentally connecting. There's also things like this, like, we've had that struggle they've unified uh to slack for the most part but that's a good point it's like you need to be aware of your co-workers um for example i have a co-worker who he's got so he's in so many different slack rooms that he probably has i don't know a thousand unread messages and so I know that I can't communicate with him via Slack. So I will walk over to him if I need to talk to him. Luckily, he's pretty close to me. But, but that's a good point. It's like, know your crowd, know your coworkers. How's, how do you communicate with them? It could be frustrating having to learn each style. And there's nothing wrong with trying to have everybody kind of unify but you're right. You shouldn't have to be balancing between, you know, three different applic- or apps and then an email over here. And then, well, I told you this, but you didn't follow up. So, yeah, it's really about at the same time, like, have you told that person that? You know what I mean? Like, have you talked to them? That's hey, a good point. communication to me is best by one, you know, one chat app or send me an email. That's a good point. And I really liked how you said that. It, it kind of goes both ways, right? Like I could, like, now in that situation, I was a little triggered. Cause I'm like, why are you messaging me on three? But to actually resolve the issue, I probably should have been like that. Hey, can you message me on this moving forward? That way there's no com- miscommunication. Cause, or what do you prefer? I can vent to your, your needs or whatever the case is. Yeah. And I'm sure you didn't even think about that at the time, you know? No, and I was, you rightfully so. You were like, what are you doing? <laughs> yep. Now, Peter, let me, okay. So let's, let's talk about another thing that could be frustrating, especially as a tech person. So as a developer, you might be in the room and you might be the most technical person in the room. You might have somebody who has a vision, like I want to make the app that will change the world. And you're like, cool. I like your vision, how you're going to get there. And that's why they hire you. Right. And Sometimes there's like this information asymmetry going on where you understand what needs to happen to make that vision happen, but the person on the other side has no idea. And it's almost infuriating sometimes because they're like, oh, like I watched a YouTube video. We can just build a 
let's build an iOS app like that, right? Like you can do that tomorrow, right, Peter? Like you ever been in that situation where you're just kind of like, you have, you have no idea what it takes to do what you're asking. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny you say that because I actually have a leader who's, he gets in this habit of saying, oh, that's easy, right? And you're just like, well, if it was easy, you wouldn't need me. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you hired me to use my brain to figure out the answers. And now you're telling me that, oh, well, just do this. That's easy, right? Um, so yeah, I've definitely dealt with that situation. It's just, and it's more often than not. And I think at that point, you just, you kind of have to bring it home to them. You have to present facts. You have to try to help them understand what really goes behind a certain thing. But honestly, I'm, there's a situation at work right now where we're just not getting it. And I'm not able to communicate what I need, need to communicate to them for them to fully understand. Um, and so they're reaching out to another company just to get some input, you know, and that's fine because that's a good thing. Let them, let them get feedback from another person as well, as long as they understand that you've done your part, right? You tried communicating and it didn't work. So that's a hard one though. It is very hard. And it gave another story. Uh, I remember, so it sounds like at least when we worked together, they consolidated a lot of those communication tools. So there's always like an age difference, right? And, you know, for me, I'm closer to a millennial and, you know, I'm like you, I'm doing side projects. I'm like, ooh, like, ooh, what's GraphQL? I'm gonna play GraphQL. I'm like, oh, like, I don't need to have server. I use AWS, I use Google Cloud. But when you're in the work environment, you might not get the opportunity to play with those technologies. And you might have coworkers who treat their development job like a job, nine to five. They go home, they don't do anything. They spend time with family, friends, etc. However, have you ever had a case where you've had somebody leading a project and they're just not as, I don't want to say as tech savvy, but just not uh, as in involved with some of the things that are out there. So I'll give you another example to help paint the picture better. So I remember uh, talking to one of my managers and I was like, hey, they, we have Slack video. Literally, this is a conversation, Peter. We had one person who was like, going back to the same example. I'm chuckling because oh. I remember this. <laughs> we had one person who was like, oh, let's have a meeting. So, oh yeah, let me do a Hangouts. Oh no, let's do a go-to meeting. And I'm like, we're all talking in Slack. So I might just hit the video button and we can all join right now. And they're like, oh no, 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 no. Let's, uh, let's do go-to meeting. And I just remember sitting there like, okay, he's new. He's still learning. He's running the show. I got to respect that guy guy's doing his job and he's doing the best of his ability. What I did appreciate is a few weeks later, he finally like, Hey, Google Hangouts isn't that good. Is it? And I was like, no. And neither is go to meeting. No. Which one would you use? I would use Slack video. We should probably use that. And it's remember it took Which like, we do now. But it's remember yeah. it took like three weeks, man. I'm sitting there like, yeah, you brought the change though, man. <laughs> so, 
I'm happy. That, that's my personal vendetta. I'm happy we won that one. But uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, you ever been in a situation where, like, age is a factor, right? Like, you've been doing it. All right, and maybe it's not even age. Like, dude, like, I'm into technology every day. You're not. And it seems like that's kind of affecting how you're making decisions. You ever been in that spot before? Yeah, man. Um, even myself. Because um, when you're in a field for so long and then you get out of it, so especially with managers, right? They probably came from being a developer and then they eventually got into management and they got away from the coding and all that. But they're still a mindset is like, wait, I'm still a developer. I know what's going on. But the problem with technology is that it literally changes every day and so much to the point that if you step away for even six months, you're behind. So I do see that. I do see that, especially with the managers, that there is a disconnect. Um, I asked, well, I, I don't want to go into too much detail of the company, but I asked somebody a question and it was clear that it's been a very long time since they've been in the code base um, or just in the coding world. Um, so yeah, I experienced that. Okay. So let's, before we wrap up this episode, let's just talk about some pet peeves, things like, and I'll give you a perfect one. So I've had people, and we, we call it fireable offenses. You're not really going to get fired for this, but you want to have that urgency, understanding, like, you don't do that. Okay? Like, don't do that. If it happens again, we're going to have a problem. One, one I'll give you a perfect example. I had a coworker, and this guy knows his stuff. That's not the problem. He just hasn't been doing it for a long time. So he comments out some code, and he pushes it. Comments out some tests. Now, I have a task to make sure the tests are working. So I just, I check out the code base, Peter. I hit a button, and they pass. And I'm like, they look good to me. And then... My other coworker's like, mm, that doesn't seem right. They shouldn't work because we've been pushing features. Long story short, we find commented out code. That got me triggered because I'm like, bro, you people work hard on this code. <laughs> like, and you just said like, nah, whatever. Now I get when you're working locally, you need that. But pushing. Yeah, that's not lazy, man. <laughs> that's what that is. That's like a... An- you know, I've been tempted to do that. And obviously, you know, in my own code, sure. But when you're in a business, you can't do that. Tests are there for a reason, but it cracks me up because that is 100%. Hey, these code or these tests are being triggered. I'm not really sure why my code looks like it's working. So, you know, I'm just, I don't have time to fix these. I don't really want to fix these. So, Nobody's going to really care if I comment these out, right? I mean, as long as tests pass, then who cares? Right. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a huge pet peeve for sure. So, um, so yeah, give, me, a, a give me one. Yeah, give me, give me a few. Yeah, so if you overwrite somebody's code just for the simple fact of overwriting it, like, don't do that. Like, if you want to offer a, an improvement, sure. <laughs> go for it but if they come in and they find out that you spent time first off companies time and money 
to rewrite code that was working and tested just because you didn't like how it looked, that's not proper. Like, avoid that. Um, what's some other good ones? Uh, in the work business. So I just saw this the other day and it bothered me. Um, be aware of your coworkers and their responses. Like there was a few people joking and I don't think that they caught on that the person that they were joking with was actually upset about it. And it made me uncomfortable to the point where I apologized for them to this person. I was like, hey, I'm really sorry. I wasn't part of that. I hope you understand. And I feel bad. I think, you know, be mindful. Or i not mindful. I was like, uh, I don't think they were aware of how it affected you. So that's a, not really a pet peeve. That's more of a, I don't know, like public announcement, I guess. <laughs> no, it makes sense. So I, I got one for you. Now, again, there's, there's levels to it, right? You got people, and there, let me just first say this. It's nothing wrong with either. You got some people where coding, their job, IT, whatever it is they do, whether it's programming or not, they love to do it, and they'll do it after hours. They do it on the weekends. Like, that's their hobby. Then you have some people who are, like I said earlier, just nine to five. I come in, I do my job. And then I dip. So one of my pet peeves was I had a certain coworker at a previous job. And this person, they had, they, they're a family person. They had kids, you know, they, you know, but this is what got me triggered, Peter, was there would be situations and they would literally use their situation against mine. Oh, you don't understand. You don't have kids. So that's why I can leave early and you should probably stay. Or, no, I get here early, so, and I was like, yeah, but you get here early, but you don't do any, like, what do you do for the first hour or two? Do you just wait for us? And it's like, hey, I see you on Twitter and Facebook. So, and ultimately what I'm trying to say is like, they not, they weren't even doing the bare, they were just doing bare minimum requirement at their job. Meanwhile, you got some people who are like, oh, I'm career oriented. I want to move up. I want to get better. Or I want to find some happiness internally. So this working with people who are below uh, the standard, below the, below the bar, the ultimate what I'm trying to say, triggers me a lot at a time. Yeah, and that's fair. Um, at the same time, so I've been in that situation and it wasn't that long ago. Um, it's easy to feel like you're working harder than the next guy or gal. Um, and a lot of times you're probably feeling that because it's true, right? But I think the important thing is is um, to remember to stay in your lane, you know? And the reason why that's important is because if you focus too much on what other people are doing or not doing, you're not really focused on what you're doing. Um, they may not care about career advancement. They may not care about getting a higher salary or learning the newest technology to remain um, valid in the tech scene. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't really care about them. And this is something I'm telling you from the heart because I had to learn it recently. Um, because it's hard. It's, it's kind of like that, well, that's not fair. But at the end of the day, what's, what's not fair? That they don't care about their career? That you do? Um, you're going to be the, eventually you're going to be the one that knows more than them, 
you're going to get paid more than them. You're going to have more respect from your coworkers than they are. And so that's why it's really important just to focus on yourself and what's going on with you. Now, once I did that, it made my day better because I only went in, I worked on my own stuff. There are situations where when they do that, the workload falls on you. Now that's something which is a different situation. If that happens, it's important for you to be clear with them. Hey, I'm noticing that I'm actually having to kind of pick up your workload. I don't really like that. If they give you problems with it or nothing changes, that's why you have a boss. And then you'll need to approach that in a manner that's professional. Always be professional. Um, even if you're frustrated and angry, be, be professional. Um, so go up to your boss or whoever's your lead, let them know the situation. And if that doesn't change, you know, you can just keep escalating it up the chain if you need to. But most time, if you talk to your boss and make them aware, they're not just going to be okay with your coworker doing nothing. Um, but again, I'll just reiterate, make sure that you focus on yourself because the results will affect you greatly. You will be the one that moves up and moves forward. And this is why day one listeners, I talked to Peter, because as you can tell, I'm still growing myself. And this is why I want to do this episode. I want to vent. I want to tell some stories. Uh, and I want to apologize for some of the people I've probably done these things to. And you guys know who you are. So again, thank you for being patient with me. And yeah, I think you're totally right, Peter, because you know my very first job out of school, it wasn't a great experience. But I got to meet two really good mentors I still talk to today. I met a good friend out of it. Um, and then the people who I didn't necessarily get along with, I have no hard feel. If anything, I like kind of thank them now for, you know, when you're in the moment, you're kind of like this wait till I become the next Mark Zuckerberg yeah. and all that. But then like <laughs> in reality, you start sitting there and you're thinking to yourself like, man, like it's not even that big of a deal. Like I come home to my wife or if you have kids or whatever it is. And you're like, man, that's what's really cool. It's like you have those people in your life. Right. Totally, man. It's, yeah, and I mean, think about, try to remember the people that bothered you in the past, because I can barely remember them. I know at the time I was, you know, ready to knock boots or whatever, but it's, uh, now I don't even think about those people, and it took a long time to get there, man. It did. I still, it's a, not a given. It's a, something I work toward every day, making sure, focus on myself. Don't let those people bother you because eventually they're not going to be around you anyways. So like yeah, props. And I'll get in on that apology. I'm sorry to whoever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've been that way too. Yeah. Shout out to all my previous coworkers. Cause again, like I've had some moments with some people I really enjoy and I've had literally people next to me, like curse me out. Like I can't fucking help you. You're on your own today. And I'm like, ah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that's, that's a hard one. Right. And like you said, there's a lot of things going, like you don't know what's going on with people's lives. Like, like it might be displacement, something that happened at home, they took it into work and they just, Hey man, you just happened to be the first person to talk to me. So I'm 1000% guilty of that. I've literally yelled at my boss in the past 
because he wasn't doing anything about my coworkers. And it was like, I was overworked. I was allowing myself to overwork. I was allowing myself to get built up. And I wasn't staying in my own lane. I was focused on what he was and wasn't doing. And it made me bitter and angry. And then I took it out on my boss. And I don't know how I didn't get fired back in the day, but I would literally scream at him. And so that's kind of was like a wake up call. You got to manage yourself, Peter. Yeah, totally good, man. Well, hey, Peter, thank you again for being on the podcast, man. Really appreciate it. Day one listeners, make sure to check out Peter's social media information. I'm going to link all of it in the show notes below. Also, remember, we are having a giveaway. You might win an iPhone 11. You might win an Oculus Rift. I don't know. You have to go to peopleontech.us to sign up on our mailing list and stay tuned for when this contest starts. Again, Peter, thank you for being on our show, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Uh, hey, if you don't mind, real quick, I'd like to shout out um, props to you and then uh, – I don't know if many of you know, but I'm a foster dad and I promote fostering hardcore. So check that out. You're always welcome to hit me up. Awesome, man. Again, thank you for being on the show. David listeners, we are out. Peace. Thanks for joining us on the People in Tech podcast. For resources mentioned in this episode, visit us at peopleintech.us and join our mailing list for more content. Later.